Okay, so this last one is is kind of talking about uh, nuance. Well, we called it nuances of women and the journey. And I think I think we've already kind of established that the journey works with women as well as it does with men. I don't think we need to cover that ground. And and we've also talked that the journey is the same. You know, you just follow the blueprint. It may look a little different because women may talk a little bit more, or, or they might cry more, or whatever. It doesn't matter though. It's still the same journey. What I want to focus on a little bit, I think, for starters, is what's this going to look like for our ministry uh, as we start integrating the women into this into this ministry called influencers. So let's talk a little bit about. Um, I would like to get on my panelists. I have we have Rocky back, we have Eric back, Nicole Thompson, uh, one of the key leaders over in Memphis, and Roberta Hoppy, her mother, also a key leader in Memphis. Um, so I want to have a little uh, dialogue about what this might look like uh, for the ministry and in the regions as women start coming on and becoming a force in that. Uh, you want to start, Roberta? I, Rocky, you want to start maybe with your perspective on this as far as um, I think um, you've always held it loosely and you've always said, you know, women, you can take it and run with it. And your idea was, hey, I want to give you this, go. I applaud you. I've changed. Now you've changed. Okay. <laughs> yep. It's not permission now. It's asking you to do it. Because I think it's a critical need. Yeah. Uh, it's not just giving you permission. Oh, yeah, you can use it. No, it's fanning your flame and saying, come and join us. Because, uh, you know, you know the issues out there with women. We know with men. That's what we specialize in as men. You specialize with women, and we specialize with couples. So we're all in the body of Christ. I love the scripture that says there's no Jew or Gentile. There's no free or there's no slave, you know. In other words, there's no distinctions in the body of Christ. We're family. And so the, there's a part of our family hurting women out there. And, and I think women who have been hurt and who have been healed know how to heal. And so that we think it's critical. We, we want you to come join us. This is a big thing. It's a big deal that God's doing, and we want you to come and help with it. And I think that we'll be joined together at some point. I don't know how that'll happen, but we'll bridge a lot of stuff. But there's, there's a distinction with women, in my mind, is that, that women have to figure out. You've got to figure out what works. You've got to figure out how to advance this thing. And so I think the best role we play as the global board is to support you. Tell us what we can do to support you. Let us inspire you to go do it. Let, let, let us let you know, assure you that it's a big thing that we believe in. It's not just a concession. It is something we want. So that would be my perspective. And I think all the regional boards are on, on board as well in, in that role, wanting to support the women locally in the regions. Eric, what's your perspective as a board member? So, uh, so we had a men's summit back, was it September? Uh-huh. So um, me and David uh, uh, were, were asked to, uh, to, do, to organize the prayer on that. 
And um, I asked David because he was my first guy to think about. But then I, I, I said, I said, Brian, I need, I need to get a hold of some women to pray for this deal. How can I get them involved? And he put me in touch with Jamie. And so, uh, uh, so Jamie, me, and David kind of organized that deal. And, and it, the <clears throat> the reason I felt like that we needed the women is because I thought back through my life, who were the who were the people that were praying for me? Who were the people? Who were the people that were moving me forward in the Lord? Who were those people? And it was a lot of women. <laughs> And I thought, you know, we there's something they got that we don't have that we need. And so we had an amazing summit, and it was so covered with prayer. And, you know, we Dave and I were, were driving away, and we were thinking, oh, we got to get these ladies in here. we got to get them going on this. This is just too sweet, and they, they deserve it. And so... Um, so the ladies that organized the prayer thing here, you know, uh, touched base with us as if we knew what we were doing. And, uh, and you know, it was as, like we were some kind of experts or something. And, and uh, so we start giving our points of view. And then, that, then we, we, we see them taking off. And they're praying every day during the week in the morning. And we're like... Dudes aren't doing that kind of thing, and you know they're they're you know we were we were mechanical. You know I got a name, I got a person. I'm gonna you're praying for them, and you know it was just kind of as soon as they came in, which didn't matter. We just fill it in. They're praying over the list. Who should be praying for this person? And I'm like, holy cow! And I say all that to say is that um, what we thought we were doing really good. They did so much better. And so um, we really need that part. We need that because there's things that y'all do better that we really need. And I think in order to really be a whole body, we got to have it. We got to have everybody on board. So I, I would say that. Well, let me, let me frame it. You know, so in, in Bakersfield, they, the, um, they have a women's board that kind of oversees what's going on with the women that's kind of subject to the, or comes up underneath the men's board, I guess. But with you guys, you, it's an integrated deal. So how does that, how does that work um, in this? Yeah, so our board, we have a half men, half women. Um, and we originally were separate, though. We had a women's board, and then we had a men's board. And we were just... We just figured out it wasn't quite working the way that we had it, so we decided to combine. And right now, that is what is working for our area. Um, and we are not necessarily events driven. Um, we have tried to do a lot of events, and you know, we have a few, but they haven't. It hasn't worked like we thought they might. So we just stop doing it because we weren't seeing necessarily fruit from that. So, um, it's spirit led. We're going to just keep repeating that. Like we do what we feel the spirit is leading us to do. And right now that is what has been working because we're working in collaboration, um, just to advance the journey process throughout our city. So, 
several years ago, I want to say it was five years ago, um, maybe longer than that, a group of women from Memphis went to Arkansas. And some women came, I believe, from Tulsa and um, from northwest Arkansas to Rocky's place in the country. Remember this? <laughs> of course. And at that time, um, you know, it was stirring in Rocky's heart for women's ministry. And it's just interesting because the women that went with us on that trip um, are no longer with Nicole and I. I think there were four of us, five of us from Memphis. The other women are no longer involved with the journey uh, process in Memphis, right now anyway. Um, and we went to Arkansas thinking, um, okay, we're going to organize and we're going to get this women's ministry going across the country. And, um, and we go to Rocky's place and we have dinner, like a gay dinner kind of a thing. And then we sit down in this living room and Rocky sits us down and he says, how's your soul? <laughs> or something to that effect. I'm not sure if he used those words he said, or he said, I want to hear your story. One of the two. And so we sat there until three o'clock in the morning and all these women that were there, I can't remember how many, maybe 15 ish. Everybody shared their story. And it was a really sweet and beautiful weekend that we had. However, uh, for whatever reason, that wasn't God's time. I think this is God's time that um, he's called women to the journey process, to influencers process. And, um, and we just, again, you know, it's all spirit-led. It's, it's the right time for whatever reason. Maybe the virtual had to get in place. Maybe other things had to get in place in order for this to move forward with women. Um, but as Nicole said, in Memphis, uh, it's worked better for us to do it um, simultaneously with, with the men on, on a board. Um, because we were feeling like Eric was that um, we were brought in to help with some things that the men weren't good at. And then they began to recognize that we just needed to do it together. And um, we, we tried several things to organize the women, and it didn't work. But I think now is the time. So it's exciting. Well, I think there's also, there's, there's however it takes shape locally, regionally, it can look differently. It doesn't have to look the same in every region. That's that decentralized model we talked about. But I also think what's the new thing, I think, is a, the national or the global network of women that you guys are all... Now, start. this is the first time you guys are going to all be start to be getting connected globally. And that's pretty exciting, you know, so it's even bigger than your region, you know. And, and so then when people move around or you're trying to reach your sister who lives in another city, you know, now you have contacts, you know, and I think that's just going to grow. I think the national part, global part is going to grow, I think. So um, anyway, so any questions off the cuff from any of you guys about um, how the women are going to fit into the, into the global ministry, how it all works, um, as far as any, any kind of questions about that regarding ladies' ministry, women's ministry, and influencers? Any, any questions or anything left over from the last three sessions we had? Either Zyla's got a question. 
I don't have a question. I have a comment to make what Eric said. We don't do it better. We just do it different than the men do. We're all one family together. So don't think we're better than you. We're just different than you. <laughs> well, I heard Amara Dobbs say that we just take the journey and all the men's stuff and we just girlify it. <laughs> Someone else. Johnny's got a question. This is for Eric. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. This is the, just a quick question that I thought in the, one of the sessions before. One of uh, the, the women that I'm doing virtual with, she, um, you know, just getting to know her, I know that she's uh, hurting a lot in her marriage. And, and so she, for some reason, at the beginning of the, uh, the journey, um, she would not share or she would, she would not put her, not wanting to talk. And I'm saying this just because you may run into somebody like this and this is what I did. But, um, so I, I said, what's happening? You know? And, and so she said, you know, I, I don't have a microphone in my, in my computer. So I sent her a microphone, you know, and, and, um, then uh, she still would not share. Then I, you know, I got to know her, and I know that she had a lot of things, but I felt she was always constant there. She was so always showing up and listening. So I, I really didn't have the guts to say, you know, you cannot be part of the group. Uh, I just let her go because I felt like, hey, at least she's listening. Um, she's listening, she's, she's doing the, the things at home. She's listening to the other stories. Maybe this is just the beginning for her. Maybe next, next group, you know, and that's what I will encourage to her that she goes through it again. But I don't know if I did right by leaving her, her there or not, but I just wanted to ask what, what should have, should have I, I have done. Okay. Oh, I think you absolutely did the right thing. I mean, going back to the grace driven aspect of the journey, like we don't, we can't make somebody talk. We can't make somebody share. Um, hopefully they will want to at some point, but maybe not. I've had people who haven't talked the entire time and that's okay. You know, I just trust that the spirit is working in their heart and their life and they will fruit will bear from that eventually somewhere, some way. But that's not up to us, I don't think. I want to tell you about one woman last year that I had in my group. She um, called me ahead of time and she said, do not call on me. <laughs> she said, if I want to, I'll share, but I don't want you to call on me. And I said, oh, that's fair. And she did share on occasion, not very, not very often, but I just thought that was really wise of her to tell me that ahead of time. But I also had another um, friend of mine who guided a group last year or the year before. She said that there was a woman who absolutely would not share the entire time. But 
if she's doing the work and she's gleaning, the Lord's working on her. It's fine. I'm reminded of a man named Chris Hislin. And Chris is in Tulsa. And if you know Chris, he has got the biggest heart in the world. He's a journey advocate. He He's getting into people's lives. He has a, a gift of mercy. He has a gift of helps. He's a sweetheart of a man. Uh, when he joined uh, Brian's journey group, he sat in there for three months and didn't say anything. And finally, he, he let it go. But he said basically he was overwhelmed, not by the people, but what was being offered to him. So we never know at what point they intersect with the Spirit and then it bubbles out. See, remember that? You abide, the fruit of the Spirit begins to make himself known and it bubbles out of our life supernaturally. So that's not our job to force it. Our job is just be messengers. I had, uh, I've had uh, a few ladies, not very often, ask, uh, you know, uh, are you guys going to like kind of rewrite the curriculum for women? You know, like the aircraft carrier analogy doesn't really work with women or something like that, you know. And uh, anyway, Rocky and I talked about it. It's kind of like women have the right to kind of use a different analogy if they want than an aircraft carrier or whatever. You know, it's like the girl five part. I think that, you know, the ladies will just kind of bring in their own. As a guide, you can bring in your own references that might make more sense to your group or whatever, something like that. There are some great Navy air women who are pilots off of those aircraft carriers That's right. now. That's right. So we need to respect that, white, right, right, right. gals? <laughs> We're not discriminating. So I just wanted to comment on <clears throat> what you said, what you were wondering. So what I know is true for um, women that have been extremely traumatized is that there is a big trust factor. And so just the fact that they're staying there and they don't have to perform or feel like they're pressured to talk um, is a, it creates safety. And what I would say, what the Lord has put on my heart is, <clears throat> and I, I was a very traumatized woman, but, but regardless what the Lord has put on my heart in having a relationship with women that have been traumatized is to pray for them and to expect everything from God. It's like, you know, God told me, go, you expect so much from people. And you expect, you know, people can't give you what they don't have to give you. Um, and traumatized women are looking for a place where they don't have to feel pressured to live up to people's expectations because they've tried to do that. And, you know, it hasn't worked and because they haven't had a relationship with Christ. So nothing works without that. But just giving them the, the patience. It, it took, I'm on my second year of journey on Zoom with women out of California, and it has taken two years for me to surrender my heart to let them really in and mentor me. And um, they're, they're just very patient. So what you did was exactly right on. And then praying, they were told me, and I knew this, they were, they were in constant prayer for me. 
and you know, and then God has told me to thank Him, to thank Him every day for the work that He's doing in them, and um, you know, to praise Him for the fact that the Holy Spirit is leading them. They just need to save people. You know, it feels so good to be in the soup with everybody here. I'm just super hopeful that there may be some more global comings together just like this in the future, maybe more often that we can touch base with each other and anchor with each other and pray with each other and call on the Holy Spirit together. Is, uh, you know, I would love to have each group have uh, women holding hands with women influencers on that, you know, that was unique to each group, you know, that we feel that camaraderie, that we feel that support, just like we do right here, right now. It's just, it's unbelievable how good it feels. Unbelievable. And, and to have more of this to be able to, to congregate or to, or to come together. I don't know if it's in the works for once a year or twice a year. I would love maybe six times a year. I don't know, something, you know. Anything like that would be great. So, um, <laughs> Roberta, when y- y'all came to our farm, there was a question I also asked you, and that, that is, how big is your vision? And so, listen, ladies, we're empowering you. How big is your vision? Because it's up to you. Do you want to have uh, conferences like that? Do, do you want that? Do you want to design that framework? Do you want to have broad ways to bring women in, to disciple them? Go with our support. That's what we're saying. Go. You got our support. And he- we'll help you. But it's your vision. And you've got to own it. And you've got to take it forward. And I will tell you this, you do that together. Now understand that there are 80 women here, but there are a lot more women out there that are not here, that are committed to the journey and walking with Jesus in abiding relationship. And it is international. Yami, who you just heard a while ago, has a, an international group. And, and she will be flying to have commencement in Columbia, South America with her group from all different places. You have opportunities that will be worldwide. We have women that are in India that have been discipled by people back in the country. So the point being is that we are having a a large invitation, and and I can only say this, you need to get ready, okay? You need to get ready. And it's, and it's going to be in your hands to take this. But we're going to empower you to do it. Yeah, I think it's like... My question is about um, women in couples groups. Um, I have led just women only twice through the journey and several other groups over the years, but... I was concerned, and we're just starting our couples group, so I, I am, my concern is that maybe in the presence of men, the women may not feel as free to share 
the things that are in their hearts as they would if their husband wasn't present. And I suppose that works the other way as well. Their men may not want to say things um, in their wife's presence either. But you know what? How do you how do you handle that? What do you do? I I, I I'm thinking of two women, particularly in my couples group. Um, and I know both of them have been severely traumatized. One of them is opening up just ever so little. The other one, I've known her now for two years, and I can barely get a word out of her. <laughs> I'm just amazed that she's even coming to the group. But um, I don't think she'll ever share her heart in front of her husband. And that's, that's probably uh, normal that you want to be very cautious with things that you share. Uh, and, and if you're talking about if, if in a situation with men and women and sharing that way, if I heard that, uh, I, I think in a couple situation, there's, there is a kind of a respect where we understand there, there are boundaries there. But I think that, I think that women need to have that, that space with each other to be able to share with each other, to be able to be confident with each other and not, and I think it's really not probably a good situation to have men in that. I have, I'm not opposed to mixed groups uh, like in the business place and we've had that in the business marketplace where they've had journey groups that were women and men in it because we're vertically oriented and we're really not into that much sharing this way. That's not, that's not our mission, is to do this, is to do this. But inevitably, you're going to do this. And I think it's going to probably be more so with women than men. And I think I mentioned that before. Now, that's just, I don't know if that's true. What do you think? Um, from what I have never done a couples group or been in a couples group, from, but from the feedback that I've received, that that has been the case where a male might not feel comfortable sharing in front of his wife or vice versa. And, um, what, what our guides ha have done is had some opportunities for them, like during, um, an ex extended prayer time, the first one, maybe the first two they did on their separated men and women and went on their own, um, for at least part of it. And so there's different creative things that you can do because it, it's not wrong for them to be in that couples group and God will work in that, but maybe they do need a different type setting to have more opportunity, um, to do more sharing and revealing what is, the Lord is doing in their heart because they might not feel comfortable in front of their spouse or another man or another woman. Um, so there are plenty of creative ways to do that, I think. And the other thing kind of coming and bringing some of these other questions together that I, I wanted to address was that what we've seen is that whether a woman comes in from a couple's group or, you know, because the men seem to have more, um, knowledge of influencers as a whole. But what we have found is that women just know about the journey. They don't know that there is a ministry and that this is a global thing going on and that there is a network and there really hasn't necessarily been until now. Um, but I do think it's important now that we have this network that we start to connect the pieces and we start to just tell people off the bat, like, 
there are people in Costa Rica doing this. There are women in Colombia doing this. There are women in Bakersfield doing this. You know, we, we can mention that and give the opportunity now. And I, as we met as a summit steering committee, like just spending time in prayer with these ladies that I have, I don't know them, but now I know them. I know your heart because we have been praying for each other. We have been communicating several times a week over Slack. We have been just sharing a snippet of praise or a snippet of journaling with each other. And that has built our network of however many of us there were. I don't have any idea, 10 or whatever, but now they're my sisters. And so I think we need to start doing that more to build our global women's network. That is a just an easy step with technology that we have to keep connected. So... I, I want to say, uh, and I brought this up before, I, Rocky, when I first did the Furry First Year Group, he was my mentor, and and uh, and I had done accountability groups, and and I think that's more horizontal, really, basically. And he said the marriage triangle. He was telling me about the marriage triangle. You know, the two people start going up toward Christ, they grow closer together. And he said the same thing will work with a group of people. And I was like, really? You know, I, mean, I, was, I wasn't sure about that, um, but I had 15 men, and I saw that dynamic happen. And the guys, we weren't trying to grow close to each other, but they by the end they were. And then when we did it, when I did a couples group, and I've done multiple couples uh, journey groups, I saw the same thing happen. It's almost like when you go vertical and look up, it takes your eyes off each other and it allows the more transparency to happen. It's like your eyes aren't on each other. Your eyes are up, whatever. But one thing we did, and, and this just happened to kind of seem to help with those kind of issues, is we decided uh, we wanted everyone to tell their story. And I know some of the times you guys go away to the weekend and do that or whatever. We didn't have the luxury to do that because people had kids and stuff like that. So we just said, we're going to have a guy uh, and then a girl, a guy and a girl. At the end of each session, give 15 or 20 minutes and give their testimony. And we did that, and it was amazing how that helped build some intimacy, you know, and, and some comfortability of sharing and all that kind of stuff. And some people were dreading it and all that, but it turned out to be wonderful. And by the time we got to the... By the time we got to the spiritual gifts session and watching these couples affirming each other in their spiritual gifts and, and, and praying for each other and all that, it was like a beautiful thing. So I saw this happening, you know, right in front of my eyes leading to couples journey groups. So I don't know. You just don't need to worry too much about all that stuff. Just uh, just trust the Holy Spirit, follow the curriculum and see what happens. So other questions? Can I um, answer a question yes. that hasn't been asked? Okay, all right. <laughs> you can ask yourself a question and answer it. Okay, all right. <laughs> um, I mentioned last night when I was um, talking with Nicole about um, the pressure that can be put on you as a guide um, in different situations. Um, and I want to just mention that again because I think with women a lot of times you have these friendships with people and so you feel like you have to do something in ministry with a person um, that maybe you did ministry with in a previous setting but now you're going into a journey setting and it's so different the process is so different than leading a Bible study for instance or whatever um, that 
you have to, I, I think it can be a, a bump in the road sometimes if, if we give in to doing things the same as we've always done in the past. And I don't even know if I'm saying that the right way, I'm just cautioning people that um, if you have friendships, and it, it, somebody even came up to me last night and said she lost a friendship over the journey. Um, if you have friendships, you have to be cautious about feeling the pressure of doing something with someone who is not called, really. They haven't been called by the Holy Spirit to do the journey for whatever reason. And just a caution. Um, the other caution is not even so much being a guide with someone else, but to be careful about inviting friends to the journey if they're not called to be in the journey. Um, because then you have the pressure of um, being a friend to them that you are on how I, I don't even know how to say this, but on the outside kind of, and then you're in this group with them and you have this friendship and you've got this, this tension of this friendship inside this group. And as a guide, then it's almost like you have to give special attention to that particular person in that group because they're your friend. Um, and I've had that happen to me too. And so anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there because I think maybe, somebody might need to hear that. <laughs>